Hi, it's Allie, and you are listening to the Beck Girls podcast. Welcome back. We're glad you're here. Obviously, just me today on the Beck Girls podcast. Mackie is enjoying some sun and snow right now with some friends, kind of decompressing and kicking off 2022 with a really nice vacation. So happy for her, um, but it's going to be a solo pod for me today. So let's get into it. I was kind of thinking these solo podcasts might be fun to do kind of more breakout on, you know, Mackie and I's individual interests. Obviously we do a lot of stuff together, have a lot of commonalities, but I think we know different people. We talk about different things. Um, and so it might be kind of fun to break out and really dive into some of our own interests and talk to, um, people that we exist with outside of our sisterhood. So I got, we got so many submissions or I got, I guess I should say on our Instagram story when we originally posted that we were doing the podcast, of course, wanting to like crowdsource because I feel like the majority of people that are going to listen to this podcast do listen to this podcast. Are people going through the same kind of life waves as Mackie and myself, you know, even looking at the analytics, like I'm sure a lot of people listening now are our friends. So they would be in our same age group range. But I think that that's probably who we're talking to, you know? Um, So I think crowdsourcing is going to be really fun and exciting for us to kind of figure out as we dive into what's our niche? What do people want to talk about? I kind of like having really broad interests. I'm a super dynamic person. I think like sometimes I'm literally in sweatpants and a top knot, but I also love like going shopping and getting my hair done and doing all of that stuff. And so I never really have wanted to like bucket myself in in one certain thing like yeah do I think that we can make this a sports podcast yes do we think that we could make this a you know beauty and makeup podcast for sure like you know I think Mackie and I both love all of those things you know um but I think that it's really exciting to be able to talk to different people in different areas of of life and kind of bring those perspectives to not only ourselves but everybody that's listening. So that's kind of the goal. going to do some hot topics, uh, just kind of things that I'm either consuming right now or really interested in um, and and bring you along for it. So first want to thank everybody who did end up submitting something like it just kind of every time I got an answer, I was like, ah, warms my heart. Like people are into it, which is of course what you always want to do, you know? Um, So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Shout out like MVP, my college roommate and bestie, Katie submitted like so many topics um, of conversation. Obviously she knows me super well and and can kind of speak to that, but just, you know, thank you for participating Um, and everybody and everybody in the future. This is obviously not gonna be the first time we crowdsource topics. So um, thank you for the people who have done it. Thank you for the future people who are going to do it. And thank you everyone for just, tuning in and and bearing with me on my first solo pod. So um, I'll be right back with some hot topics. Okay, so I think I'm going to start this episode with just kind of some recommendations or content that I've been really interested in um, lately. I think they kind of align with fun things that I am just naturally really curious about. I mean, one of the things that obviously like, you know, 
we date, we interact with people, you know, some of my friends are married, some of my friends are casually dating, some of my friends are in serious relationships, all of that kind of stuff. But dating and just like couples and relationships is so fascinating to me. And it's funny, I mean, I studied, I was a family science major in college. And, you know, I think we, one of my course materials was the love languages um, text. I'm blanking on the author and the guy who kind of like started that whole concept. But I, it's just always been something that's like, I've naturally just like, oh my goodness, like attachment theory, red attached, highly recommend for anybody that's like dating or just kind of wants to get to know themselves a little bit better. Um, personality test, all of that stuff. So anyways, kind of in that same vein, kind of the, some of the accounts and podcasts that I listen to that I love, that I would highly recommend. If anyone wants to just kind of not feel so alone in the wild, crazy world of dating, or just maybe you are and have been married for five years and just kind of are wondering how the other half lives, I guess, um, and want to just <laughs> hear kind of stories and trials and tribulations. So one of them is one of my all-time favorite podcasts, um, the You Up podcast by the bitches, Jared and Jordana. They're kind of do a really great job of like, reading insider emails um, and people like submit to them and they kind of do like the male, female, yin, yang, talk through um, kind of whatever issues get submitted. The funniest thing is, is like some of these people, I don't know, but one of their big things is like setting your standard and making sure that, you know, it's, it's not only, you know, oh, this person didn't text me back. Like, so now they don't like me. And it's like, well, do you, do you like not getting texted back? Like, do you like kind of being left on red? Th then you set your own standard and like you have just as much power to walk away from a situation you don't want to be in. So that's kind of like their overall kind of, I would say, theme um, and how they present that information. But I think they do a really great job of being like, yeah, no, like uh, this person's being shady. You should drop them or whatever. But they they talk through pretty much everything. I think like, you know, nothing's ever black and white. Everyone lives on a spectrum and they just do a really great job. And the podcast is super funny. And like, you know, some of their segments are just, it, it's like so shocking, like what happens in the world of dating. And I feel like, you know, so many people like right around my age or like maybe a little bit older than me, they're like, well, you know, I met my husband in high school and I don't even know what dating apps are. Ah, ha, 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 ha. And it's like, okay, let's, that's really great for you. You know, like I can't relate. I have to, you know, do the small talk, do the texting, chit chat, whatever. So for those people, I guess, I don't know, the quote unquote lucky ones are, I, you know, you didn't have to live through the like swipe white, swipe left, have a great five second conversation and then never see somebody again. Or, you know, you go on three great dates and it's like, Oh, drop you like yesterday's news or whatever. Um, not really talking from personal experience. I usually am a pretty good like chit chatter or like, you know, I personally don't, um, I pride myself on like not being a ghoster, you know, I'm usually pretty like, Hey, this isn't working for me. You know, don't quote me on that. I'm sure there's plenty of people that I've just like dropped and ghosted, but you know, having those kind of like hard conversations. I don't know. It's really weird when you say, Hey, I don't, I'm not really feeling it. I don't want to see you anymore. And someone says, Oh man, well, thank you for like actually saying something to me. That's kind of, you know, America's gotten to a really weird point of dating. Um, would love to talk about dating more, but that is like one of my, you know, weekly go-to podcasts, the you up podcast. Um, on Spotify, I, but whatever, where Apple's are, wherever podcasts 
are uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever. It's not like an advertisement for them, but high rec, love them. Um, the other thing kind of in that same vein, she, I believe she has a podcast, but um, Matchmaker Maria has like a dating um, matchmaking agency, I think like in New York, the Tri-State area, I'm sure she does it everywhere. But my most favorite thing that she puts out Funny, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, they all put this content out on Wednesdays, which is the same day our podcast comes out. So um, really funny. But every Wednesday, she does like an Ask a Matchmaker segment um, on like her Instagram Q&A. And like the things that people write in, like, I mean, even it's like, oh, 23-year-old girl, 45-year-old man, like, what does he want? And she's like, run like what are you what are you doing you know like not to say that those situations like don't ever work out but it's like oh my goodness you know what is this kind of hugh hefner playboy kind of guy doing taking like really young girls and i i have no idea i don't speculate but anyways but her podcast or excuse me her segment is just like hilarious not only does she give really sound advice and i think she kind of is all along the same line as the you up podcast where it's like hey you set your standard don't wait around for anybody you know can't set these expectations or create these storylines in your head you know you kind of take people at face value and if they're if it's not what you want it's not what you want and that's okay you know um but i would highly recommend following her on instagram you know and you actually like kind of learn other random things along the way. Like she's, if she's Greek and so you kind of, you know, learn a little bit about Greek culture, um, which is just an extra added bonus, but I would 100% recommend those two things. Um, I feel like even if you like, don't really care about just dating or cult things like that, they, you know, they definitely dabble in like just a lot of like human relationships. So again, kind of something that I'm super interested in would definitely recommend, um, and maybe later in a podcast with Mackie, we will talk about like our dating history or just kind of where we're at with all of that. So those are my hot wrecks for this week. And we will get back again with some more topics. Okay, as for, I guess, the meaty part of kind of what I wanted to talk about today, and, you know, this is just kind of how, I've, how I'm feeling lately, what I've been thinking about, and some of it is thought-provoking, I guess, you know, I heard something on a podcast or whatever, I did some more research and just kind of like dove into it, but also speaking of the wrecks that I talked about earlier, um, or the submissions that we got, one of my good friends was just kind of sports and life and and coaching and water polo and, and all of these things, and I think each of them deserves, you know, a full I don't know, three hour thing, you know, sports are obviously a really huge part of my life. Um, and a really huge part of Mackie's life. We are both very actively involved in the world of sport right now. Um, but I think one thing that I've really been thinking about is like, you know, and it all sparked from a, um, episode of ESPN daily, I think, where they were talking about this, like 10,000 hours and how Mal Malcolm Gladwell, excuse me, Malcolm Gladwell in his book, the outliers has this whole concept of like, you know, you get to 10,000 hours of practice and like you are officially a master. Um, and that, that is actually, I think if you think about 
I don't know if I think about my background in sport and like a lot of people when they talk about sport specialization and like, you know, when to pick a position and when to settle in on a sport like that 10,000 hours actually kind of goes against that. You know, you Steve Nash is always notorious of like, oh, well, how are you so good at basketball? And it's like because I played 10,000 other sports you know, or whatever, five other sports growing up. And I only really got serious about basketball for, you know, the last, I have no idea. I don't really know the years, but you know, that delayed specialization is actually like a really good contributing factor to long-term success, you know? And I think what's really interesting in the world of water polo, which, you know, is obviously where I am currently, um, it's a little bit different. You know, we have kids specializing at like 12 and it's like, you know, I'm, I want to be on the Olympic water polo team, which is great. Like good, have goals, like do all that stuff. Um, I think what's interesting is when, you know, all of a sudden you're 14 and you're making massive life decisions or 12 or 10 or whatever, you're making massive life decisions around a sport that you have no idea, not only if you're going to be like any good when the time comes to need to be good, but like that you're, even gonna like in a couple years, you know, like someone tops out at five two, they're they're not gonna be a goalie. Like that's just kind of not gonna happen. And whatever the harsh realities of life, I don't I don't know. Call me too frank. I have no idea. But anyway, so going back to these ten thousand hours, what they've kind of recently kind of um, come to summarize is when Malcolm Gladwell originally did these studies, like he did them on like concert violinists, you know, and um, people in diff different, just different scopes of the world um, and different interests. So, you know, maybe it is if I want to be the next uh, huge concert pianist or whatever, violinist or something like that. Um, maybe I do need 10,000 hours and maybe I need to like, you know, have my fingers bleed and I have to go to Juilliard or something like that um, to get where I want to go. I also do think that that is like a crazy specialized skill. Like, you know, you're not getting someone off the street who you could throw a ball to and they could kind of figure it out. It's like you need practice, musicality, good training, just like overall to be kind of a well-oiled machine. And I mean, if we look at all over the entire world, how many people get to like those certain levels of music, of performance, you know, there's only one Ariana Grande, there's only one, you know, Britney Spears, Adele, I mean, Beyonce, like there's, there's not, you don't, not just pumping out pop stars, like every day of the week, these mega people, they get their buy that kind of crazy work ethic but you know it's it, there's what 10 people on the national basketball team there's you know i mean there's a lot of people in the nfl i'm not saying that that is like at all an easy feat don't get me wrong that's like so not what i'm saying but i guess you know there are different ways to kind of hit your end zone if you will you know um and i know like from my personal background i grew up i played softball i played basketball i played soccer i swam for a little bit really just to make sure i was water safe but like competitive swimming was just not my vibe um i actually for a really long time thought basketball was going to be my ticket i guess to to i don't know a college scholarship and when i went into high school like I literally hadn't played water polo until I got into high school, which I think if you ask somebody now, like they would just, it would knock their socks off. Like that statistic that it's like 
oh my gosh, you started so late. Like you wouldn't amount to anything in these current standards. And I mean, I really honestly think that like, if you aren't getting on college coaches radars, like by that time, it's like, you're kind of toast, you know, which is a really sad, sad, sad reality, like of the sport of water polo, I think right now. Um, Again, there are kind of phenoms currently happening now and we love them. We send all of our mojo to them. But I think that like, you know, not only for talking about kind of diversifying early, you know, I used to coach 12 and under girls and, you know, these girls, it's like, you have no idea how tall they're going to be. You have no idea if like they're going to be fast or slow or whatever. Like, you know, they could be like, a world-class runner, you know, but their parents all of a sudden put them in water polo and it's like, go do this. And, you know, it's like, okay, you know, this is fun. I always was like, if I had a, per a parent say, Hey, we're going to lacrosse practice or something like this. So we're going to miss one day a week. I was totally fine with that. And I guess you can kind of look at it two different ways. You could say, Hey, you're diversifying your skill set. You're like enjoying other things. I think there's transferable skills when you go from sport to sport. Um, or you could be one of those people who has the mindset of, well, you're going to fall behind and that one practice is going to be super important for you. And those are all going to add up. And then, you know, it's kind of cause and effect, I guess. How, how do you, what, what, how do you measure the consequences of, of, I guess, what happens um, if someone misses one practice a week for four months or something like that? Um, but I, th the author and the the guy kind of like in the sports world at least that is kind of debunking the the 10,000 hours um is this guy named David Epstein um does that sound right yep David Epstein um and he kind of is going through these like hey but what about injury prevention like early specialization and then falling out of love with the sport or like you know not gaining the skill set even if it's like a position, you know, like what if you, they train you as a defense, defensive lineman. Okay. I'm totally fumbling over all these sports terminologies, but like, what if they train you as a defensive lineman? And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, you'd be better suited as a quarterback. I actually do think football, like in all honesty, I mean, what is it like Lamar Jackson was a, um, he was like a, a running position in college. Oh gosh. Just don't at me on this. Like I was so fucking up all of my, um, <laughs> phrases here but anyways I think he was like a running back or something like that and then all of a sudden he like gets to professional leagues or maybe he was a running back in high school and then got to college and went to quarterback and now he's like a, a crazy running quarterback you know um but I guess that specialization kind of keeping your options open I think is always kind of a good thing never really being so stuck where it's like oh man I I can't go play on that side of the ball. I'm, I'm only an offensive minded person, so I can't play defense. I just think that like fixed mindset can be so dangerous. I'm like, I mean, I even have girls on my team right now where they're on the different side of the pool, you know, four five versus one, two or whatever. Those are water polo phrases for those of you who don't know, you know, and, and it's like, they get all clammy and they get in their head and it's like, I don't know what to do over here. And it's like, well, yeah, you do. Like, it's very, like, you just play water polo. I don't know. Like, it's not, we're not reinventing the wheel here. Um, but I guess getting out of your comfort zone and just expanding on that. So I personally subscribe to not only because I feel like it worked for me, but kind of trying things early, trying things often and, and exploring other 
skill sets that you may have, you know, of course, there's going to be a time to specialize in just the competitive landscape, landscape, excuse me, of sport right now is going to force you kind of down a path. Um, but I would just say, try it. Like, why not? You know, and this is not me telling like my 18 year olds that I coach to like, go try something else. This is like me telling my future parents or current parents to kind of let their kids explore their skill sets, let their kids explore their interests. And, you know, the time will come when, when they have to kind of really buckle down if they want to be a serious athlete. And I think that letting that time come, not forcing it upon them early, you know, and then I think this could totally spiral into a whole nother conversation of like youth sports and like how this early specialization mindset forces you into summer camps, private lessons, um, super intensive, like academies and stuff. Like, I mean, basketball has them, you go, you like do these full boarding school opportunities, like online school where you wake up in the morning, train, go to one class, have lunch, train, go to class and then train again. And you're like, just breathing your sport for 25 hours a day. Um, and I think that that's just kind of like cruising for a bruising. I mean, A, if if you're not like Tiger Woods and, and asking your dad to go take you golfing every day, um, which I think also came out in this article that um, Epstein wrote, he was saying like, oh, but then what about Tiger Woods? Like, he's totally proof that the 10,000 hours and it was, Tiger is like very vocal about like, my dad was not dragging me to the golf course. Like I wanted to go every single day. Like. I was the one pushing that on us. So anyways, you know, you say, hey, I was just going to ship my kid to like this basketball camp. That's like just cruising for I'm going to fall out of love with this. I, it's just too much, you know. Um, again, of course, like there are super motivated, super eager kids who just want to make things happen for them. But I think as as a coach, like my biggest fear was that by the time someone turned 16, 17, 18, like they just fell absolutely out of love with what they were doing. You know, I, I tell pretty much everybody I talk to about this, if we do get on the topic of coaching, you know, my, I take so much pride in like the, not in like in the fact that my girls that I coached when they were 12, 90% of them are still loving the sport into it going to college getting scholarships and i mean i'm not taking all credit like don't get like don't get me wrong but i'm saying i feel like i took so much pride in making them fall in love with something early even if it was just the fact that they loved their teammates and loved being around a group of people all the time you know culture so important enjoying what you're doing not putting like so much stress you know if you think about how much stress just kids and people are under nowadays. It's absurd. It's crazy. So anyways, I would say try everything, see if you can run, see if you can swim, see if you can jump, who knows, like who knows what you're going to be good at, you know? Um, and just let the specialization come when the specialization comes, you know, I still get like my 16 year olds that I coach, they, they kind of want, roles and like definitions and responsibilities yes super important but like boxes to play in saying like you only do this one thing and you just need to do this one thing really well that to me sounds so much like 
a NBA NFL basketball coach, like, Hey, we recruited you or we kind of scouted you. What do they do? Draft you, excuse me. Um, we drafted you to do this one thing. I actually think side tangent again, the Mariners, Tampa, Tampa Bay, no, Tampa Bay Rays. They had like this really crazy run in, um, one of the baseball playoffs. And they said that that's exactly what they did. They weren't looking for these like super high ticket players. They were looking for specialists like, Hey, you, we need you to just come and throw, you know, from first to third, from first to third, and just get doubles all the time, all the time, all the time. And they ended up making like a really big run. I have to fact check myself and see if I actually, if they won a, um, world series because of this technique. But anyways, so all of that just sounds super like larger than the situation, in my opinion. Um, not to say that we don't shouldn't take things seriously and like, you know, create a competitive mindset. I just kind of always think there's a time and a place uh, to do those things. So that is kind of my take on the 10,000 hours. I think, of course, practice makes perfect, but I be passionate about what you're doing, right? If you're committing 10,000 hours to anything, like it's got to come from you. It's got to come from you wanting to be the best you can be at that certain thing. So it's not a parent's responsibility to push them. It's their responsibility to encourage and support them in that. It's not a coach's responsibility to be like pulling teeth all the time because I really think it just becomes kind of exhausting, you know, and sometimes you just have like a high school program and, th and that's what you get. You get the people in your district, in your zone, in your whatever, and you, you're just supposed to do the best you can. Are sometimes you're going to win? Yeah. Is that great? Absolutely. Are sometimes you're like not going to win? Yeah. That's also great. And like, that's fine too. Like, you know, understanding kind of the, the task at hand and what we are uh, prescribed to do. So 10,000 hours, do it great. Like, obviously I'm sure if you get to the highest level in your sport, you've probably done something around 10,000 hours. Um, but I think there's also a lot of value in exploring other things, you know, like it's called cross training for a reason. If you use your arms all the time in a sport, like you probably aren't going to want to have that also be your hobby. You're going to want to try and do more lower body or vice versa. You know, if your sport is a swim throw sport, you're probably going to want to try like a run kick sport to kind of counter counterbalance that. So you're not just putting your body into the ground. So, um, do what you can try what you can see what you like. I think that would be my, my summary. Okay. Quick fact check post script on myself. Uh, I can feel everybody's eye rolls, uh, with the Lamar Jackson, Tampa Bay Rays segment. So really quick, quick wiki search. So Lamar was listed as like a dual threat quarterback, but he ended up committing to the university of Louisville after the head coach promised his mom that he would be playing exclusively quarterback. So sounds like that was in conversation that he would be playing different positions, um, possibly. So anyways, uh, 
I stand kind of um, by what I said. So sorry if that offended anybody. I will do better. Uh, And then the Tampa Bay Rays, they had gotten a new manager in like 2015. And I think just kind of sports talk is that this guy was really big into analytics and found specializations for his athletes. And I I do kind of still stand by what I said um, about the Tampa Bay Rays. So good luck to them. Good luck. Uh, Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Uh, Go team, go. Okay, you made it to the end of my solo pod. Thanks for bearing with me. I'm sure I'm going to re-listen to this and hate the amount of times I say obviously. So just bear with me. You know, we all have our vocal cues and tendencies that we do so um definitely going to pay more attention to that as i'm talking to everybody so uh love you mean it so sorry about it um maybe we'll make it into a drinking game or something like that because it's i'm sure it's a lot um so thank you so much for listening i know i kind of bounced from dating relationships to sports and my thoughts on specialization but you know to be totally frank that's literally how i think so um I hope it was a little bit of something for everybody. If you have any thoughts or, you know, maybe you completely disagree with me and think that people should be specializing at the age of five in sport, like, let's talk about it. I don't know. I'd be so curious to see, you know, what the other side of the argument is. Um, Not even like it's an argument, what the other side of the conversation is, I should say. But I appreciate you tuning in, listening. And this has been the Beck Girls Podcast. You can follow me at Allie Beck on Instagram, Mackie at Mackie Beck on Instagram, or us at the Beck Girls on IG. Please feel free to drop us a DM if you want to talk about anything else or kind of want us to dive deeper into either of the conversations that we just had today. Um, we're super excited to, to do that. So we will see you soon. Mackie, I miss you. Hope you're having fun. This has been the Beck Girls Pod.